0: Again, it's Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. So glad you've joined us as we talk to the men and women behind the wrenches going into the garage area. Steve Post from Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time race-winning, Cup Series race-winning crew chief and championship-winning crew chief, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm great. We have had this next-gen car. When, I don't know how long, I don't know when this thing first arrived on the scene in the blueprint form. Well, I, I was part of
1: a test in 2000, December of 19, 19, OK, on a racetrack with it.
0: Right. So, so, so go back that. beyond
1: that. Yeah. Uh, you got to have another year plus before
0: that. And one of the things that I believe that we've all watched with this thing is what's it going to be like on a road course? Because there are a lot of a lot of the characteristics of this car that seem to me. I'm just a pair road guy. They seem road course friendly. This week we go to Coda, we get our first test of this thing, Todd, on a road course. Yeah, and
1: when you looked at it, uh, you know, the, the the organizational test they had at the Roval. Right. Uh, lots of comments, lots of compliments on this Grace car. And, um, you know, the, the, bigger, the bigger wheel, the 18-inch wheel allowed AP to put some really big brakes on these things. We're going to test them out <laughs> down here at Coda. Uh, big, big place, big braking zones. Uh, got some new asphalt down there. We'll talk to Alan about that, what they think that's going to do. Uh, but it's, it's, a it's, it's, this is going to be a great race to watch and, and see where this car goes. And I, I think this is going to be a great race car for,
0: for road racing. You just referenced Alan, Alan Gustafson is going to be our guest because who better to talk to when it comes to road course racing, you guys chased him around a lot of road courses over the last few years with that driver, Chase Elliott, man, they, they, they are buttoned up on road course racing over at Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah,
1: they sure are. Um, you know, that that became, it was very, it was apparent, you know, you, you watched and they, they ran really well at Watkins Glen and him and Martin ran, ran that way for a while. And then when he, when he nosed into the tire barrier at the roval <laughs> and then it went to the back, he said, ah, he's done. And, and, and came back and won the race. And then even last year with the spin and, uh, and the right. damage, we'll have to talk to him a little bit about that too, because yeah. they did a phenomenal job of repairing that car and drove back to a really good finish out of it. It's uh They've done a great job with road racing over there at Hendrick Motorsports, and you know, and explicitly, Alan and, and Chase have done a. They've they've been the leader of that for multiple years, and Kyle ran really well at a lot of the road courses as well, as well last year, Kyle Larson. But um, it'd be good to get their take on what what's different now with yeah. the new car and and going to these events. What's what's it going
0: to be like? That's going to be great. It really truly is. Alan Gustafson he joins us, and we're going to break it all down this time here on Crew Call. Crew Call presented by Flow Racing continues on and joining us from over at Hendrick Motorsports. Crew Chief for Chase Elliott on the NAPA car, as well as Hooters and Unifirst and all the other partners that they have, is Alan Gustafson. Hello, Alan. Welcome back to Crew Call.
2: Yeah. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me.
0: Great to catch up with you, Alan. Todd and I, before the break, were talking about this car and road racing and how this car seems like it has some characteristics that might be positive to road racing. You guys have been the top road racing team in NASCAR. Just your overall assessment on taking this car to COTA this weekend.
2: Yeah, we're excited to do it. I mean, the car on paper should perform really well, right? It's, it's symmetric in the underwing and all the things that typically would produce a good car on the road course, really big brakes. So Um, yeah, the sequential shifter, I think all those things should make independent rear suspension and the list goes on and on. I think all those things should make the car, uh, drive well and have some good speed. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to understanding it and I'm sure we'll have a steep learning curve at the road courses like we have at the intermediate track. So we'll just start that process and see where we can get to.
1: Yeah. When you look back at the last, I would say four years and maybe it goes farther than that, but you guys have been the team to beat when it comes to road course racing. You've you've been dominant. And and I think some of that last year kind of rolled over to the five car as well. But between the two of you, you've, you have owned road course racing. How much, how much of that, of that dominance and and what you had, do you think rolls forward into how you prepare this new car? That's, that's a common element for everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's really the question we've all got right now. So, I mean, certainly we know we have great race car drivers and that's going to be something very consistent, but I, I do feel like we had gotten to a point, uh, over, you know, a long time in, I mean, a decade worth of working on road course cars that had got us to a really good place where we could put cars that, you know, had a technical advantage on the track and, and certainly with the new car, um, it's, it's, we're, we're kind of starting that process over and, and the field's certainly, you know, parts and pieces wise is much more level. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to, to get back to that advantage and, and uh, hopefully we can get there really quickly. But uh, I certainly think we've got, we're going to have a lot to learn with this car. And, uh, you know, it's fun to do that. And I enjoy that process, but certainly uh, gives you a little bit of apprehension on performance.
1: I would, I would definitely think that, that the lessons learned through the last, 10 years are still, you know, what to focus on going into, into road racing. And even if it's a common piece, you're, you're going to, you're going to make your path down that road. I uh, would look for you guys to be, be really strong here, but uh, um, what, what challenges has this next gen car brought to you that weren't expected now that we've raced a few races?
2: Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, basically most of the problems that we've faced we kind of knew we we're going to exist it's just a what magnitude and i think you've seen um you know the lack of side force on these cars makes it difficult to have you know saves or catches or you know not overcorrect i mean i think that's the biggest thing visually you've seen you know a lot of guys just really overcorrect and and uh either spin out or have pretty head on contact with the wall i mean so that that whole phenomenon makes it to where uh, you've got to drive the car differently and set the car up differently. So we've been working through that. And I think the other thing that's, we certainly knew was coming. I don't think we knew through the magnitude uh, that the difficulties of pit stops is just, you know, indexing, uh, you know, the aluminum wheels with steel drive pins and the, the potential issues there and, and the shortcomings with, uh, with that, with that process and procedures. And yeah, working through that, that's been a big one. Uh, uh, at the forefront
0: of our minds, too. Alan, Todd and I last week on the program, we talked about um, the the pit stops as far as the teams go. It's amazing to me that we're down in the 10-second braying, maybe even even down. Um, As as you guys work on that, um, just just how intense has it become on pit road and will it become on pit road? Is, Is this thing, this window even gets shorter of pit stops?
2: Yeah, I've been really... Um, there's a lot of movement on pit road, right? I mean, there's a lot of places gained and lost every pit stop. So I think that just goes to the inconsistency that everybody's having. Nobody's refined the process completely. So if you get it right, you can, you can, you stand in the a lot. And, and when things don't go well, um, you know, in the past, it was maybe a index issue or a few lug nuts and you're talking about, half a second or three tenths of a second now it seems to be much more in that second and a half or or you know even potentially more range and and yeah just you know we've we've had it's bitten us a time or two I mean our pit crew's been amazing but even those guys haven't been immune to it so um yeah i think it's got everybody up and down pit road
1: and and pick pits everything's new right cars new for you to deal with for chase to deal with pit crew to deal with single lugs and what's going on um, one of the things that I've been fascinated, we talk about road course racing and, and Steve and I were talking about this earlier, you know, I, I thought, I thought, you know, you guys really made your statements at, at, two Roval races stood out in my mind when you, when you nosed into the tire barrier and fixed it, came back and one, <laughs> that was just incredible. But then also last year you got damage. I thought, you know, you tore up the rear of the car and you guys came down pit road and you, dis, you know, you had diligently worked on your car. And got it to where it was very competitive. Came right back into racing pretty hard. So, um, with with everything that's new, how do you approach like the damage repair with this car? Because I feel like that's mm. something that you guys, as a as a as a team, have been excellent at.
2: Yeah, it's we we. I guess you can look at it two ways. Fortunately or unfortunately, we had some of this at California this year. We kind of went through that same yeah. process. Yeah,
0: again, and, and, uh, and came
1: back to a top five. I mean, chasing a top five finish there, so.
2: Right, right. So, yeah, you know, those moments you talk about, I mean, that doesn't show up in the box score and, and is, you know, not in a win or a top five in history. But like you mentioned, the Roval, that repair, that's the race that I'm as proud of as any in my career. You know, it's a huge accomplishment and just the team effort it takes. And one thing that I'm super proud of my team about and, and truly the pit crew and, and Todd, you've been through this experience when you have pit crew members that are you know athletes sometimes they're a little bit disconnected from the car and they're not as uh, enthusiastic to fix the car as they are to go try to do a you know pit stop the gain you spots on pit road and i've got a great got a bunch of guys on the pit crew that are just as enthusiastic you know they're digging just as hard to fix the car to run you know 30th as they are to pit the car in the lead and that Uh, is a big deal to me. I mean, it's a, it's, that's when you get to those crash or per situations, it's an effort game, right? You know, it's all about effort and desire. And, and uh, so, yeah, that's uh, a big clutch for our team, but to your, your original question on the next gen, you know, this car really seems to be pretty robust and, and we've been able to, the bodies are tough and can take some hits and you are in a good position to continue I think more so than we were in the past, the weak link that that we've seen is that rear toe link. Uh, That thing bends really pretty easy. And when you make contact with the wall, uh, that's what we had to fix at California. So um, I I think that's an area, even uh, I'm just like Tyler Reddick at Daytona. I don't know this for sure, but the Intel that I got that toe link bent for him when the 27 hit him in the left rear. And then ultimately, you know, he crashed. So I think that's something that you can get even from wall contact or, uh, just, you know, contact on the track. And certainly in a road course, you could see that happen, you know, turn one at Coda, right? We funnel on in there, you know, some things like that can happen. So I think the next gen car in general is pretty robust, but the toe link, the rear toe link seems to be uh, the weak link of, of everything that we've been through so far.
0: Alan, bringing this back to Coda, uh, last year we were down there and raced, course it was a monsoon when we raced down there um i I know the car is different um but but what types of things could you bring out of last year and apply to this year hopefully in dry conditions
2: (laughs) yeah i mean i think just familiar familiarity with the track and we were fortunate enough to do the test there which helped because we did get a lot of dry running and and then you know the tire test and then uh you know the rain came so we've got a good bit of time on the track and uh it's you know it's a big track with a lot of different corners and a lot of speed variation and um you know it isn't uh you know like a Watkins Glen that's pretty dominant right hand you know coda's got a good mix of both and it's got a good mix of high speed corners and slow speed corners and big braking zones and um yeah so there's a lot there to take in and and the nuances of the track so i mean we're still going to learn a ton but uh, I feel like experience-wise, we should be positioned fairly well between the two, uh, you know, times we've been out there for the test and for the race, um, and looking forward to you know getting the next-gen car out there and, and working through that.
1: And heard that there's been some paving done for the F1 cars. How much of the racetrack is different than what you had last year?
2: Yeah, I, I, I looked at some. of the Jerry Capral from NASCAR sent us some of those pictures, and it's certainly, yeah, it's certainly different, and and that. Uh, when the track gets paved it uh, you know the, typically grip comes along with it and then some of the uh, you know those bumps you know as as much as people can complain about them they give you opportunity right they give you opportunity for the driver to to do his job and they give you opportunity for the team to uh, to gain an advantage there too so you know it's a little bit bittersweet I mean you like the fact that hey it's probably a little bit easier now that the track's been paved but uh, I do think some opportunity for advantages go away when that happens typically. Yeah,
1: that's really cool. You, you talked a little bit about how quick pit stops are. How do you adjust on this car anymore?
2: Air pressure. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 not much. Um, yeah, it's tough. There, there's there's not much. Uh, fortunately for us, the, our team's done a great job and, and certainly we have great support with Chevrolet and HMS, but Uh, We've had – our cars have been pretty close. We haven't had to do much. But, um, yeah, it's tough because there's just not much opportunity. You know, we have the rear-weight jackers, um, limited rounds there, basically, you know, four rounds either way or whatever way you choose them. You've got eight rounds at your disposal either side, which, you know, to the average person may seem like a lot. But if you go to a track like we have without any practice with a new car, it's tough. So air pressure has been pretty sensitive. And, you know, if you want to take the time – Uh, the car does have those adjustable sway arms, you know, front and if you're running a rear bar. So there's some there, but you know, that's, 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 if you're in that position, it's pretty desperation mode.
1: That's exactly the word I was going to use was desperation mode. Um, yeah, pretty cool to, pretty cool to
0: hear that. For sure. For sure. Alan, over the last five years, we've gone from hours of practice to no practice, and now we're settled in 50 minutes some places 15 or 20 minutes other places right into qualifying um, especially looking at like the three west coast swing races what we had there what's your what's your take on that how is how has that been for you guys getting this new format that we have that's somewhere in the middle of what we've what we've experienced over the last few years
2: yeah it's an interesting question cuz i think there's it depends on your perspective like if 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 i was a guy who was sitting on the couch Uh, you know, sit down to watch practice or qualifying or the race, then I think the limited practice is great to where the cars don't drive very well and you don't refine (laughs) uh, things. I mean, California comes to mind, right? California qualifying session was probably the most uh, exciting qualifying session (laughs) any of us has seen in how long, right? I mean, maybe ever. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, And it was because of the cars drove bad in certain situations and the bumps and the aprons and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was super exciting and, uh, you know, we were in the thick of it and, you know, you sit there and as, if you're a fan, you're like, man, that's awesome. But as a crew chief who tries to control all that and make sure that, that those things don't happen and you don't spin out, you know, trying to get the pole and you don't crash your car, uh, it's bad. So you want as much practice as you can. And you want it to be as boring as you can, it can be. Uh, and, and that is is best when you wear that hat. But I certainly, uh, you know, I've done this long enough and understand the perspective of, of entertainment and yeah, from that side I think the less practice and keeping things difficult um for the drivers and, and for the teams is probably the most entertaining.
0: Wow! If you wanted to be a politician, you did a nice job answering that one. You did a great job answering. <laughs> it's like, a, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah.
2: I mean, like Todd knows, right? At some point, in time this comes to an end. I need to do something, right? So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's funny. <laughs> yep. But but
1: it's cool that you get the bigger picture. It's not just about what you want to do. It's about what's yeah. good for the sport, and uh, and that's that's. I think those are the things that you're hearing out of out of out of Ellen. Here is that that, you know, understanding the, the global picture. The, the big picture, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I, another one of those things from the outside, perception from the outside here, your team explicitly, the nine team, you and Chase uh, and all of your guys, you've been really good for quite a while. But we saw a move last year where Chad came off the box and became more of a management role. And, and, and my perception from being a competitor outside of your organization, not seeing it, I felt like, your programs all became more equal. I don't think, I think everybody else kind of rose to you and, and your, your overall your, your program, you know, the the whole Hendrick motorsports program became better in that move is, is that, is that, did something happen? Is, is, is that just a perception or is, is, has the kind of, has a dynamic change with Chad in that position?
2: Yeah, I think, Certainly Chad in that position has brought a lot and, you know, he's got tons of experience and he knows, you know, what's important, where to focus. And he certainly can help guide the four teams or influence the four teams and and help the crew chiefs get in the position and they need to be. And and certainly uh, I do want to mention, certainly Chad deserves a lot of credit. I think Rudy deserves a lot of credit for uh, what he's brought. Rudy's a really talented guy uh, he's a, he's a great crew chief and, and, uh, I think he's brought a lot to our company and certainly to the 24 team. And then, you know, Kyle, you know, nobody, Kyle needs no introduction, uh, in what he brings to, to racing in general and what he can do behind the wheel. Uh, and, you know, certainly the addition to Kyle, of Kyle is, is massive. He's, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't think he needs any introduction to guys. Uh, track records amazing so uh, yeah, between those three key pieces I think your assessment Todd is is right everybody's really uh, stepped up their game and there's we have four cars that uh, every week are competitive to win and and certainly in the hunt to win uh, races and championships and that's a, a special thing it's really hard to do um it's really hard to to it, it's a little I don't want to say a little easier I mean it just doesn't sound right but you know, when you have to have four guys competing all the time together, that's a little bit tougher dynamic than one person or one team that consistently is better. And there's kind of a hierarchy in our, in our company. There is, that is, not it exists. It's all, uh, you know, four at the top. So it's been a lot of fun, you know, managing that. And, and for me, my peers, Greg, certainly I've been with a long time, worked with a long time and, and Cliff and, and the addition of Rudy, it's a great group of guys Um, and it it makes it really easy.
0: Todd mentions Chad, but when I look at the leadership over there, of course, Marshall Carlson involved, but when I look particularly at Rick Hendrick, Jeff Gordon, and Jeff Andrews, the very first thing that comes to mind is that they're all just winners in everything they seem to touch, everything they do. How how important is that, or how much does that trickle down to to you guys and then to the men and women working on these cars, having leadership that is all about excellence?
2: Yeah, I think Absolutely. And I mean, it starts with Mr. H. I think all of us, you know, everybody that you mentioned have been here at Hendrick Motorsports for a long time. And certainly we all learn from Mr. Hendrick and his way of, you know, conducting himself and doing business and, um, you know, his philosophy of servant leadership and, you know, putting his employees really before himself. And uh, that's really the difference. And that's the key. And I think everyone that you mentioned in, in that group, they follow that same philosophy and and use that philosophy and um, you know that promotes the excellence and the performance. But uh, it's just it's it's more about you know being unselfish and 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 you know when you, with with being a leader, you know with with that power become comes great responsibility and and I think you can use that responsibility for you know personal benefit or you can use that for benefit of. Uh, your employees and your organization, those people you mentioned all, you know, put themselves behind the the what's best for the company. And that's why I think it's been good for a long time and certainly is going to sustain as long as that philosophy is held.
0: Alan, last year on Crew Call, you joined me and we talked about your background in Norman Beach, Florida. We talked about Smokey Eunuch and his grandson, Casey, your friend. We talked about Jimmy Foster and, and that background. And if folks you don't want to get more on Alan's background, you can certainly Google back and, and find that show. But, but I, I read something here that just struck me as interesting. Um, you were with Jimmy Foster and you rented a shop from Gary DeHart. Yeah. And... The the kind of the the way it was worded was that kind of what got your foot in the door at Hendrick Motorsports. You you caught Gary's eye. Is is that accurate? Yeah, I, yeah. It's a, so I rented a, Jimmy and I
2: worked together when we were in Florida. We worked together when we moved to North Carolina, and then he went and raced at the time. Bush Grand National cars, and I went on and actually worked with uh, Andy Houston on his NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series truck. So long story short, Jimmy's Bush Grand National experience wasn't great. And, and, uh, we decided, I mean, I was young at the time, like really young, like 22 or something like that. We decided that we were going to give it a go ourselves and I was going to become a, a owner of a Bush Grand National team. It was a great idea. Huh? So, <laughs> um, I rented some space from Gary D Hart and we, uh, we built a car, we had one car and and, uh, we ran one race at Myrtle beach, which we made the race, which at the, that time, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what year, but you know, nineties, late nineties that to make those races were hard. So we made it, which was a great accomplishment. I'll never forget. Um, I think I got $10,000 in sponsorship for the race and my tire bill was like 16 or 12 or something. So it was not, it was not, it was not a great business proposition. Long story short, that didn't pan out, but through renting the shop from Gary um, when I was broke, I, he gave me an opportunity to work for him and then working for him we uh, uh we've, we we generated a relationship. And and when he got the opportunity to come back to be crew chief for the five at Henrik Motorsports, he was, he, you know, he made that a condition um, of his return that the three employees that he had all would have jobs at Henry Motorsports. So uh, if he wasn't, you know, as good of a guy as he is and, 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 uh, you know, is done so much for me. I certainly am not sitting here right now. So, uh, yeah, Gary was a big influence for me and helped me get my foot in the door. And, and, uh, yeah, there's no doubt that, uh, I'm not, you know, where I'm at in my career if it wasn't for his help. So he's a special guy. He's a great friend and yeah, I've learned a ton from him. Probably the best, the best fabricator I've, you know, all around trucking I've ever been around in my life. The guy's amazing. He can build anything. and uh, Yeah. So it's, uh, that was, that was a big part of my early part of my career.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the fabrication piece kind of speaks to where your repair of race cars and things yeah. like that. on Pit road. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's all part of that philosophy. Again, I love to hear the story. You know, you hear it out of a lot of people, but uh, taking opportunities and making the most of them, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's, stuff. it's, it's what you, it's what we've all done to, to climb the ladder. Right. And, and a uh, really cool Absolutely. story there.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, think, yeah, to your point, Todd is like you know every every there, there's always a lot of good people behind anybody who's successful, right? And and, and Gary's you're certainly one of those people for me.
0: God. Thank God that Bush team failed for you, Alan. <laughs> My gosh,
2: yeah, no, <laughs> doubt. No, no, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt.
0: <laughs> wow, cool stuff, Alan. Always a pleasure to chat with you. We appreciate your time today, and wish you the best at Coda this weekend and and on throughout the season. I'm sure we'll talk to you along the way. But thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun. Good to see you guys. There we go. Alan Gustafson joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us more in just a moment.
2: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. edu slash podcast
0: crew call presented by flow racing continues on and so uh todd we started the show and i uh we we, we talked about this car on road courses after listening to alan um what's your thoughts
1: i'm excited I'm yeah. excited to see where this ends up and and what happens, you know, with, with what they get for practice and, and how things go. Uh, t- to your point, we didn't get to race on this racetrack. We raced in a water that was on top of this racetrack <laughs> last year. So uh, a whole different environment, hopefully, this weekend for uh, for these guys. And uh, uh, it'd be cool to see. You know, the Hendrick dominance on road course racing is, you know, we talked about that. Right. It's And we all, I mean, that was the bar that we all used for road course racing uh, as mm-hmm. crew chiefs. So, um, it'd be interesting to see how, how the next-gen car, whether that levels the field. I still think they're going to have an advantage because they've at least got the mindset of how it, what it takes to road course successfully.
0: So we'll see where that all goes. That guy that sits behind the wheel of that nine car is pretty good on road courses too. Yeah. The one behind the five isn't too one, bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and there's, <laughs> it
1: almost seems like there's a little bit of a very healthy competition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's always good to have. Little know, We talked a little bit there about the equality that the teams have become with Rudy coming on right. board. And, you know, um, you know, yeah. the 48 runs well too. But when you get those guys where they're competing against each other, it that's ratchets the whole program up
0: higher builds everyone up yeah yeah because you got
1: you've got to continue to push to be the best in the organization yeah.
0: i'm just excited hope the weather cooperates um this is a world class road course uh it's a formula 1 road course and I, I hated some of the discussion last year with are we going back or we not going back cuz i don't think we i don't think we got a fair we didn't even get close to a fair shake i hope we get a fair shake at this road course this week and see what these cars can do on it cuz i just I just and it and shoot if it means I get a chance to go to Austin, I would I would go to Austin again a heartbeat because I love traveling down there too.
1: Yeah, I I think you you got to let it play out again. And and really last year, if you looked at the with all the weather inclement weather we had, we still had a pretty exciting truck race. We still had a pretty yeah. exciting uh, you know yeah weekend building up to it. It's just the the rain, the amount of rain the that we got for, rain. It, for the cup race was was a challenge. So. Hopefully we get a sunny day, and, and even if we get a little bit of water, that that still makes it kind of exciting. But yeah.
0: if we can avoid the monsoons, let's see how this works out. Let's see how it works out for sure. Our friends at PRN have the coverage of the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series race. We will be down there at uh, 1230 Eastern Time on Saturday at Circuit of the Americas, the Expel 225 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. So make sure you tune in MRN, and then make sure you tune in to our friends at PRN over the course of the weekend. Going to be great stuff. Always good to catch up with Alan Gustafson. We appreciate him. For Todd Gordon, I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us this time on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing.